BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker of the live daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. So here's the deal. On my radio show, we're like married up in there, okay? Yeah, like till death do us part or until you want a divorce, totally up to you. But this podcast is where we date. Yes, you date me, you like, you get to know me, you try me on, you feel me out, and this is where I get to woo celebs, tastemakers, and influencers into falling in love with me. Anyone who knows me knows I'm like a professional social climber. And yeah, I wear that title like a badge of honor. But for real, my favorite part of being in the radio industry for 12 plus years is getting to meet interesting, inspiring, and exceptional people and getting them to talk about the pettiest things in the world. So if you love real talk with a touch of cattiness and a ton of laughers, then you're in the right place. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hey girl, hey, welcome to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. So we did the Virgin Voyage last week with Jerry O'Connell, and now I have sing with me. I'm so fucking excited. I am excited to AF. Uh, I can't even believe it. Heather McMahon, hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Girl, What's okay. Up? So we got so much to talk about, girl, yes. because uh, before we get into all of the amazingness that you're doing on your Instagram, follow Heather, if you don't already, at Heather McMahon. Yes, yes. Heather K. McMahon, like Kardashian. Heather K. Yes. <laughs> like yes. Kardashian. You are doing epic and innovative things on Instagram and we will talk about that because I feel like we all live our lives on Instagram and people want to go viral and girl you do you doing it you go on virals listen I am so humbled and honored that people are tuning in because it's literally just like me being 31 living at my mom's house like doing the most and the least at the same time yes so the fact that people are into it like I'm just grateful well you know what you're like the second wave of girl with no job no uh, joke yes, yes really I'm actually the girl with no job I remember when I met girl with no job Claudia she's a good friend of mine now and I remember when I was like, I don't get it. You got no job. You got millions of followers. That's like a job, right? And she's like, yeah, that's the point. But now she's the girl with all the jobs. That's the secret. That's a, that's that's the joke. Right. You literally just want to get hashtag sponsored. And like, <laughs> I'm literally just trying to figure out how I can get my entire life sponsored. Because now I have like real influencers reach out to me. Yes. And I see how they live their lives. I'm like, the joke's on everybody else who goes to a nine to five and who went to like grad school and business school. No shit. But- that's why everyone's, and I talk about this war between Gen Xers and millennials. Right. Because Gen Xers were raised to follow rules, and I get it because I'm like a cusper. Right. I was taught you follow the rules, you go to you go to a good high school, absolutely. You go to an Ivy League college. I did not. Right. Um, and then you like you marry a guy from an Ivy League school, and then he's a doctor and you're a lawyer, and then like you do all the right things in life, and life will be good. Right. Hashtag not true. No, not at not all. Not in our, and now millennials are breaking all the rules and getting rewarded. So Gen Xers are fucking pissed that they had to follow the rules and now millennials are doing better than them. It's such a bitter, like a bitter spot for so many people. And, and technically, I mean, I'm a millennial, right? Because I'm 31. You are. You're millennial. Where's the cutoff? 38? Girl, it is all over the fucking okay. map. 
Well, my sister, who's 34, is, you know, an incredible attorney, and she had to go to, like, Georgia Tech and then do the law thing, and she wanted to be an artist. But once my dad saw my SAT scores, he was like, you're going to have to be an artist. (laughs) So for me, you know, she kind of looks at what I do, and she's like, you're the the one living the dream. Like, you're just doing the most. Now, right now, yes, I'm, like, uh, technically not bringing in income yet, but it's, like, on the horizon. You're there. You're there. Yeah, you're investing your time in your future and your financial future. I'm manifesting like so much coin do you do like um, vision boards and stuff <laughs> okay so I did <laughs> yes that was, I didn't expect it yes. yes so I um, did a vision board we got like snowed in in Atlanta and it never snows right after Christmas so I decided just to do a vision board like for the hell of it and it's really just because I like to do old lady things like I love a scrapbook I like to doodle um, <laughs> so I did the vision board and it wasn't even like realistic stuff like I put instead of like you know most people put on their vision board oh I want to lose weight or I want to be really thin I just put like a picture cool sculpting I was like I just want to get procedures done <laughs> like I know myself I'm like if it isn't attainable I'm like I can save my money to get my fat frozen I'm not actually gonna like you know go to the gym six Girl, days a week I would cool sculpt with you like for real let's go on a cool sculpt date yeah let's do it because I mean if you can like you know they say like set it and forget it if you can freeze it and like you know I don't know tease it like let's just get rid of it <laughs> I don't care so I do want to talk about like going viral, living yes. the living the social media dream, being yes. an influencer, getting those hashtag sponsors. Right. But before we get into any of that, okay, yeah. and also on Brittany nine one one, it's like major. Everyone's obsessed with it, obsessed with you. Before we get into your career, and so people can basically copy and you know like basically skin you and wear you around town, <laughs> right. which is the biggest compliment ever. Right. I call it uh, well worthy. It's like it's Silence of the Lambs. Yes. Like thank you for kidnapping me, making me skinnier, putting lotion on the skin, and then wearing me about town. Yeah. Is it like if somebody can do. Uh, like an accurate uh, impression of me like to me that's like the biggest form of flattery are you kidding me like just mock me please I'm dying for it yeah yeah but before we get into any of that we have to talk about the, one of the most awkward moments, at least of my 2018, okay. when I talked about you on my show because I was such a fan of Britney 911. <laughs> right. And for whatever reason, <laughs> I decided to quantify like what I thought your life was. I don't even know why I even went into this diatribe, but I did. And then I put it on my podcast, Taste of Taylor, which we now know we're in the reboot. So now it's all fresh content, but you know, literally go back two episodes. And it was like um, basically tidbits from my live radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. Sign up at taylorstrecker.com, shameless plug. Um, however, you, so somebody must have told you that I talked about you in the show and then it was in my podcast Taste of Taylor so yes. you go listen to it so you listen to it and you're probably excited like oh this girl's gonna be talking about me and then I base I call you 40 yes <laughs> and I say that you have two children now <laughs> but here's the thing so when I heard that literally though it, it was so funny to me but also so endearing because when I go on auditions like as a, an unemployed actor all I audition for it's either hooker or like mom of seven <laughs> so I clearly give off a vibe that I'm like stressed and tired all the time so when you were like and uh, literally when you're like yeah, yeah you're 40 I'm like honestly I don't I, 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 it's so hard being an actor sometimes because they want me to audition for like, you know, CW shows where I play 17 year old. And I'm like, I have this voice and this, you like, know what it is? It's your voice. Yes, yes. And I have the same voice. Yes. It's like this We're it's a boss bitch voice. Oh, a hundred percent. We've lived honey. And I've told my agent, I'm like, quit sending me out for CW shit because I don't read on <laughs> camera with double D's and broad shoulders and a deep voice. Like I literally need to go in for like old hookers that smoke and like, <laughs> talk about life, you know? 
so no, really, I just thought it was so funny. I was like, fuck yes, I'm giving off the 40-year-old and two, mom of two vibe. Because that's yeah, like well, me living my truth. The mom of two was because you were in it. What it looked like to me, a luxury vehicle. <laughs> and I believe, so from when I was watched, so I, I got, I, I found you on Instagram through Brittany911. Right. Again, we'll get to it in a little bit. Don't worry, guys. But I was like fascinated with you because you were living the life that I felt like I had. Uh-huh. And then I left and I was like, I don't know, I was, I was like getting, because you're like, you're funny and you're cool. You're honest, you're self-deprecating, you're confident. Your vibe is like, I got this. And so I was like, she must be rich with kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, my mom is rich and yeah. I'm her kid who lives in her house. I love you so fucking much. Yeah, so like, that's where I'm at. And that's the thing is people are like, Heather, you're just like living the dream at your mom's house. I'm like, you don't understand. That's my mom's money <laughs> from my dead father. So it's not necessarily my money. <laughs> And Robin is 70 and thriving and cute and like will live to be 200. So my sister always is like, Heather, you know, we're never going to see that money. I'm like, you're never, right. Never, 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 never. So I literally am like, but but like I'll still go to the grocery store with Robin. We'll be like at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods and I try and put things in the cart and she's still like a cheap bitch from Boston. So she's like, Heather, we don't Your need that. Your mom's from Boston? I'm from yes. Boston. What part? I'm from South Shore. Okay, she's from Northy. Oh, I in North Shore? Yeah, North Shore. Like my like Salem and like. Like Mashfield and Dedham. No. That girl, Mashfield? Oh. Mashfield's right by me. Oh, so it's South? I'm from Cohasset. There's no R, so I can't okay. do it. <laughs> yeah, I say Park the Con, Harvard Yard. Yeah, my dad, my dad's a Boston boy. He grew up in Hyde Park. He went to Harvard, but like he was like a poor boy, that, like clean like shit and piss and barf to get through Harvard. He's yep. a doctor. That's Robin. Girl. This, it's so funny. My mom will not, she, like something, there's something that triggers her about Boston. Like she won't go back. And so like all of her family still lives there. And so she lives in Atlanta and has been thriving. Thanks. She's a Southern Belle, but has a thick Bostonian accent. No, 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 no. So she always tells her friends and family, they're like, how's Atlanta? She's like, you know, oh, it's a friggin' dump. You're going to hate it. Because she's like, I don't want these assholes coming down here. (laughs) But when she's at like our very Southern country club, she's like, yeah, my daughter will have a vodka, a vodka. And they're like, vodka. Yeah, they're like, where are you from? She's like, Baston. Why? I don't have an accent. What are you talking about? (laughs) But she's really like a little Jewish um, grandmother from like Brooklyn is the vibe she gives off I love th- that's what I thought actually yeah. but, but but alas she's a Boston girl she's a Boston she's girl she's a masshole just like me yep <laughs> I'm a Pisces I'm an old soul <gasps> me too girl when's, when's your birthday March 15th February 22nd oh my god we are gonna be best friends like literally like reviving so hard the energy is real in I the know, studio I know I know I know and I also heard on Morning Toast yesterday because I listened yeah. that you're gonna be moving to New York yes girl I'm making you a co-host yes I'm yes gonna, I pay $50 a show hey I'm there <laughs> $50 will just pay for like my sweet greens and my Uber home. So like that's perfect. 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 Um, yeah, I'm going to be back in New York. You know, the <gasps> Italian stallion, my boyfriend. It lives I know. Here. You're t- you love yeah. the Italian stallion. I love the Italian stallion. He's just the best. And we've been ride or die for seven years. And he just finished grad school. And now we're like finally like, okay, we're adults. Let's do it. So Yes. Yeah. Okay. So tell me what it's like growing up in Atlanta. Because that's an extra city I've never been to. I've watched it uh, extensively on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Which is funny because none of them live in actual <laughs> Atlanta. They all live in like the ritzy burbs, like a Scarsdale or Westchester. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, Atlanta's incredible. It's such a good town. And like my goal is to like raise my kids in Atlanta. And, yes. And the funny thing is like as an actor, I was living in New York and LA, going back and forth. And then every time I book a job, they'd send me back to Atlanta. So it's this really, because they have a big tax incentive for production. Yes, 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 so, like, yes, yes. everything that you see now, every movie, every show on Netflix, it's all shot in Atlanta. No shit. Yes. So, um, but, and it's so 
funny. I just shot a movie last year that'll come out in um, 2000, what's 19? Yeah, it's called Family. Anyway, so everybody was from LA and nobody knew I was from Atlanta and they're like, wow, Atlanta's like super impressive. Like we all thought it was going to be like, you know, a bunch of like rednecks and like a dump. And I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck all y'all. Yes. <laughs> like when I moved to New York, I literally had people that thought I went, I rode to school on a horse. I'm like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. I'm like, we had the Olympics. Now, granted, we failed at the Olympics. Yeah, you guys did a real bad job. We did. <laughs> we did. But like, Atlanta's such a good town. And I say, like. But we- like, when did it get good? Because actually for me, the first time I was like, I got to go to Atlanta. Yes, the Housewives like of Atlanta gave it like a, a good like zhuzhing. Right. Also, Chris Chrisley. Oh, he's everything. Chrisley knows yeah. the best. I was, I was like, I kind of want to check out Atlanta. And then for what sealed the deal for me, I want to move there now, right. was Queer Eye. Oh. I was like, Atlanta is a town. Yes. And they and, and it's funny, they didn't really shoot re- really in Atlanta either. They were out in like the country. You okay. know what I mean? But no, Atlanta's a good town. It's a melting pot, but it's also like a lot of old money, but it's culture. I say Atlanta has some of the best restaurants in the country. I we so have, I've heard. We have a ton of like James Beard award winning restaurants. I just encourage everybody to come down. Now, yeah, like if you come down in July and August, you're going to melt. It's hot Atlanta for a reason. And I don't get offended <laughs> when people are like, it's hot Atlanta. I'm like, no, it is fucking hot. So. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's a good place I love it but it's just so funny to see like we're getting a Nobu and we have to get all these places to like you know keep all the New York and LA folks who are coming into shoot movies happy and it's just like oh literally I was at my mom's country club and this woman was like did you hear we're getting a Nobu she's like (laughs) god damn these bougie people (laughs) she's like the sushi isn't even good I'm like you're right Miss Miller you're right amen sister friend Nobu is a scam and a half a hundred percent but I really would like to go to there and eat tonight yeah (laughs) but if like Jeff wanted to drop like $300 and take me for like nigiri I'd go but yeah. the idea of it like it was, makes me very excited but it's like really fucking not even that good right since I was a kid so when I was 16 I did stand up comedy at my high school prom when you were a kid a kid that is, like, first of all I have such a deep respect for stand up comedy it is a scary thing I feel like I'm always surrounded by comedians but alas not ever brave enough ballsy enough to be one I just did a live show in Boston and I actually my manager was like you're doing stand up for 35 minutes and I was like I possibly can't right and right. I went out there and I kind of like I like put on the voice and right. I like did it and I did it I did it but like whoo child I don't know if I could do that the, I don't know if I if I had to do it if I could do it all the time it's, right it's not easy well you know I'm not like a road comic and like stand-up isn't my main thing but I'm gonna start you're funny for, for, I, yeah my thing is I love doing my characters and the one woman show and I like performing and I, I religiously follow all my favorite comics but like the stand up grind is a specific thing and I know yep. I need to continue to do stand up to you know have such a be a well rounded comedian um, but I was always just a goofy kid so when I was 16 I roasted the senior class at our, at our prom and it was like a big surprise and I made all of my peers laugh and I said you know high school is just that pivotal moment where you're like, try, you're like if I can make it in high school I'll be okay Yes. And I made everyone laugh and I was like, this is what I was born to do. Like I, it was just one of those things that, that kind of put that seed in my head. I mean, I always knew I wanted to be an actor, but I was like, I can do this. If I can make the senior class laugh and they were like, Heather, you did it, bro. I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. So I, no matter how hard I bomb anywhere else, yes. I've I, I made it because I, I made every, everybody in high school laugh. So. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I tried to make everybody in high school laugh and I just like broke a folding table. Right. Physical they laugh. They laugh for the wrong reasons. Right, 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 right. 
such a dork. Okay, anyway, so now cut to present day. So, yeah. you know, doing the acting thing, doing the comedy thing, but like, you know, the struggle is for fucking real. Oh, it's fucking real. It's so real. So then you like go on your Instagram because this, the gram is like a thing. And yes. like, like, did it, was it an intentional cultivation or was it kind of just like dumb luck? Um, well, no. So I started putting stuff up very organically, like when Instagram started years ago. Yeah. And I was living in LA at the time. And so I had, you know, it does help when a couple celebrities follow you. And so I had a couple friends. Like, yes. My girlfriend, Busy Phillips, is so sweet. And she would always like, retweet are, me. You are, of course, your friends are busy. You are busy. <laughs> well, we met at the gym and she's been so kind to like promote me. But I honestly was so, I, I made a conscious effort to like, I have to do this organically. Yes. And because as a comedian, you don't know what is actually funny or what hits if you're, you know, not being true to yourself or if you're buying followers or whatever. And so it took so, very true. It took so long for me to, to build a following. And then literally, what, six months? Months ago, things really went viral when I started doing the Britney 911 thing. But my buddy Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye, he's like, "Can you please tell him I want to yes. talk to him?" Yes, he's in, <laughs> he's, he's in New York, so I'll get him out of here. Um, he's oh, just the best, and so he actually found me, reached out to me to, a year ago when they were shooting Queer Eye in Atlanta. Yes, and he was like, "Hey, you're funny. We're like, whoa, 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 so you became friends because of your Instagram." Yes, we had mutual friends in LA and he was shooting in Atlanta and didn't know Ugh. anybody and was like, hey, can we be friends? Now, granted, like, he was doing Gay of Thrones and, like, you know, was building his thing. So we very, you know, uh, organically became friends. Yep. And then literally, you know, he blew up overnight once Queer Eye because it's such a success. And it's he so is, amazing. He's obviously the star. I mean, yeah. no shit. The other boys are so delicious and great too. But, right. like, I mean, his fucking face is on, like, the thingy when you go into Netflix. Yes. And it's just, I mean, he, you know, when you look like Jesus too, I think you're like a guiding light. Gay for, Jesus? Yes. Gay it's Jesus. Like, it's like everything. <laughs> yes, yes. Good Jesus. Yes. And so I, he, you know, it's so insane to see like his career just blow up overnight. And then he started really promoting me, I guess back in like June or July being like, you guys need to follow her. She's my friend. And he's been so encouraging to me. And literally when you have 1.8 million followers or I don't even know how many yeah. he, has now, he has now, literally it was like overnight it just started blow up girl I mean Stassi from Vanderpump Rules is uh -huh. one of my best friends uh -huh. and so whenever I go on that bitch's podcast I swear to god I'm like I go to these live shows now me my, my listeners are like so I found you through Stassi yeah. I was like I was only on Sirius for 12 fucking years right. happy you found me through I mean and also love Stassi and right. thank god she has me on and she promotes me she's so generous but that's the thing it's like we're really living in a time where you know it really is about networking I mean right. you always hear that like in business it's really about networking it's right. not what you know it's who you know which I hate but I also but it's a hundred percent true but when you got friends with over a million followers I fucking love it right <laughs> and the thing is and like I, I gotta give a shout out to all like my OG followers because I've been wearing wigs and doing characters and doing this for four or five years yep. and so I'm just so grateful that now people just and they're so engaged like I can't even get through my messages which is so sweet and overwhelming to me I just want to take a quick break to talk about one of our fabulous sponsors for the brand new Taste of Taylor podcast so if you're like me then you know how hard it is to find the perfect bra that looks good feels comfortable and most importantly that fits great back in the day like I was like buying cheap bras or like I didn't like like the fact that my bra size was my bra size. So I was just like getting like crappy ones. And I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. Like a bad bra, ugh. Like it, it makes your boobs look weird and it makes you look heavier, truthfully, and so uncomfortable. So I'm telling you, I, I, I have a whole new respect for bras 
and I am all about the good bra game. And well, that's how I stumbled across an amazing brand called Le Mystere, okay? So they're fantastic. They have a huge celebrity following for more than 20 years. Now I know why people love these bras because they're incredible. They designed the most beautiful lingerie and it looks stylish, but it actually feels amazing. For me, that's the thing is like, I used to look at underwear bras like it's like there's lingerie and then there's like cozies, you know, and there's really no happy medium. But Les Mystere, they actually nail both. So it's like sexy and it's fashionable and it makes you feel feminine and good. But at the same time, it's like wearable and comfortable. That's what's up, girlfriends. Finally, I don't have to sacrifice sexy for fit. Also, having boobs is kind of amazing. Like, you know, whatever. I always complain about my weight gain. But the good part is I get these awesome boobs. But if I'm not like supporting them properly... They're like slob kebabs. So I definitely feel transformed when I wear my Le Mystere bra. This is very important too. And my big chested sisters out there can understand. They also have sizes from A. I mean, in my lifetime, I've actually been like an A or a B, but they go all the way up to H. And I just love how they're accessible to everyone. They are sold to fine retailers like Bloomingdale's, Saks, Lord & Taylor, Dillard's, where you can actually have a one-on-one fitting with one of their brand ambassadors. But if you're crunched for time, like most of us are, you can actually schedule a Skype fitting with a certified bra fitter on their website, which is lemastere.com. Plus, the best part, 50 of our listeners can get a free Lemastere cosmetic bag with their purchase. It's super cute, and I'm always needing a good cosmetic bag, girl, you know? So go to lemastere.com slash gift and add the bag to your cart and add your other purchases, and then use promo code T-O-T to knock the price of the bag to zero. That's L-E-M-Y-S-T-E-R-E dot com slash gift and promo code T-O-T. Discover Les Mystere and discover you transformed. I think people are really engaged because I, I've been so honest and I think that Instagram's this place where I'm like, look at what I have, look at what I'm doing, but I'm like, look, I'm 31, struggling actor, living at home with my mom, like thriving, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, well, it's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives people, I mean, it just, it makes people feel like they're your best friend. Yeah. And it's authentic. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I just am so grateful to everybody who tunes in and who follows along. And I feel like it's really- More grateful re- for you, honey. Oh, you're so sweet. But you're I, so fucking funny. Well, and you know what? It's, it, it's interesting. To, to, and I, how do I put this? Like the fact that people resonate with my voice, I'm like, oh, it also makes me feel like I'm not alone. Like we're all in Boom. our 30s trying to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would have had a career at 27. I was like, oh, I give myself to 27. I'm going to be on SNL. I'm going to do all these things. And you're like, no, life happens. Shit's real. And you got to, you know, just keep going. I can't stop now. Fuck. Do you think Bank of America or some like corporate company would hire me? No, they look <laughs> at my Instagram and be like, she's a liability. I'm an HR full liability. So I have to continue to do yeah, this. Yeah, you got to forge ahead, yes, right? Yes. I know. I know sometimes I'm like, so I'm 30, I'm going to be 36 in February. I was married to a really wealthy guy. Okay. That's why I'm obsessed with your mom's wealth. Okay. Which <laughs> I thought was your husband's wealth. <laughs> and, um, you know, and my life was just kind of set. And then I woke up and I was like, I'm miserable. Yeah. And I just like, I couldn't anymore. And it's for like a bajillion reasons that the audience knows and I'm not going to yeah. bore them again with the details. But so we got a divorce and then all of a sudden I thought... I had this really good friend of mine who was a new friend, also named Taylor, gay, lesbian, which and I did not know she was a lesbian. And um, and then when she came out, I was like, oh my God, I have a lesbian friend. Right. So now, right. and then we were hanging out and then one night I was like, oh my God, I like her. I want to kiss her. I was like, that's just what divorce people do, right? right? Right, They kiss their lesbian friends. And then, I mean, cut to three, almost three and a half years later, we're together still. I love that. I'm madly in love with her. But like, 
And then, like, I got, I was working at Sirius. I got fired from Sirius and had to start from scratch. And, and, well, not from scratch, thanks to the amazing audience, but, like, doing this independent thing. And I'm like, everyone's like, you're such an inspiration. I'm like, I'm just fucking forging ahead. Right. That's all you're saying. My life is just at one step in right. front of the other. And I feel like, would you say right. the same? Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, my, my life was, like, totally shook to its core. I kind of had this, like, perfect little family. And then my dad died very suddenly of cancer. It'll be three years at Christmas. So I was living in L.A., like, doing the stand-up, doing the improv, like, living my best life. And then all of a sudden, I had this, like, major life event. And, of course, what do you do? I wasn't... I just picked up my life and moved home to Atlanta. Of course. And I will say of this course. without a doubt. Like... Going back to Atlanta, I've had more opportunities in Atlanta than I ever did in L.A. And every time I go back to L.A., I see my friends who are doing the same shit. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? You know? <laughs> and I, I've struggled so many times of having those moments where I'm like, man, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. But you know what? You don't miss out on life. When shit happens, you got to figure it out and, yep. and keep going. And I wouldn't ta- take back the two years that I've had back home with my mom and my sister for anything. Because you know what? That's real life. And I think my comedy has gotten so much richer because now I think- life. Cause life, I've life. experienced shit exactly, and 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 I had some like really OG friends who were like Heather, you're just like the, my take on life. You know, I've just had such a different experience now that I've dealt with death and trauma and all these things. I'm like, oh, I get it now. You know, right? Yeah, it just comes from a deeper, richer place. So. You got to keep rolling with it. My, my dad always said, you can't control what happens to you. You yeah. can only can control your attitude. Absolutely. It's so fucking true. Yeah. Oh, you're going to cry, girl? No, 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 no. I'm oh, not. don't worry. I cry on the air all the time. That's what I fucking do. I, you know what? It doesn't hurt my soul. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it's really just for me. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it does. It's funny. I don't really get upset. Like... I don't really cry that much about my dad anymore. It's it's random shit. Like when I'm at Costco on a Tuesday, that's when grief hits you. It's it's never yep. when you're like in the moment or like around holidays. I'm like Thanksgiving. I just get really drunk and push through. Right. But it's always that random day where you're like, I'm getting my oil changed. I'm like, I would call my dad about this. But oh. you know what? I had a great wonderful dad I had a 28 amazing years with him and half my girlfriends hate their dad so right. like, I got a good one for a good chunk of my life so. what, a, what a good way of looking at things seriously yeah. I know I also know that the last time we cried though was <clears throat> when you found out that Lord and Taylor were shutting down here in New I, York City I literally <laughs> I'm so depressed about Lord and Taylor what's the what's the, the the feels for Lord and Taylor okay you can go to Bloomingdale's and, <laughs> and all that but there's something about the old school vibe at Lord and Taylor it's like the cleanest department store it always has the best brands that's true and so like I when I lived in the city years ago I, just that iconic moment of going on Fifth Avenue I can't afford anything else on Fifth Avenue but so, Lord and Taylor I could yep and now it's gone or and, going away. And I went yesterday because they're having their big final sale through the end of December. Shout out to Lord and Taylor. <laughs> and it was such a shit show. It was the first day of the sale and everything was just like scattered. And I, I literally was there with Jeff and Jeff's always had like a Lord and Taylor credit card because that's the kind of guy he is. And he was like, like we were both panicking. I was like, Jeff, grab everything. <laughs> so, Get the mannequins. Yes. Get it all. Oh, and I will say at the makeup counter, like there's women who've been working Chanel have been there for like 20 years and NARS and everyone was holding each other in the makeup department crying like these old yes these old Jewish ladies who have been like (laughs) pushing lip glosses on people and I was like Rosie hug me like I I got so emotional I was just so upset (laughs) okay so I want to talk about Brittany 911 how did it happen how did it come to fruition like I want to know all the details of it well literally I was super hungover one day and I (laughs) 
That's when I come up with like my real like Me aha too. moments. I'm hung over all the time. That's when yes. I do my best work. Yes. Because I don't care and I have no filter. Exactly. And I have like now I think in my 30s when I'm hungover I have anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I am depressed for sure. But I have anxiety because I'm like today's a beautiful day. I need to be getting out and like doing something with it. Totally. Yeah. So that's what you manifest it into. Yeah. You I have channel like, it. Yes. I just the Sunday scaries on like a Wednesday at 11 a.m. <laughs> So anyway, so I'm I'm hungover and I'm looking scrolling through Britney and I just was like, why are we still acting like her behavior is normal? Like she's okay. Yeah, it's like, not just because she's making a lot of money. Right, doesn't mean that Britney's doing well. Right. Yeah. And so I would scroll and I'd see all these celebrities like you know when she do the really creepy the tunnel vision fashion shows <laughs> where she's like flipping her hair and wearing like really short Hervé Ledre uh, whatever you know Hervé Ledre uh-huh. dresses but they're really from BB and I'm like. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> and then like, you'd have all these celebrities like, girl, you look so great. Like, love the extensions that are falling out of your hair. It looks so good. And I was like, this is bullshit. I-, I can't believe that I'm the whistleblower on it. And then literally overnight, everyone was like, oh, my God, I've been thinking the same thing. Me too. I'm panicking. Yep. What do we do? Yeah. So what do we do? Where are we now? It's hard. So <laughs> are we getting? Has, have you, I'm sure, you know, you've reached out to Brittany through tagging. <laughs> I have. So. I used to think that the only thing that she controlled was her social media. Uh-huh. And then I found an inside source that she actually sends it to a PR company. No. But she'll send like 10 photos with 10 captions and then they literally pick the best one. So what she's putting <laughs> so up is working, the best. They're working with the best of, of her. Yes. So it is still her. Because like, like yes. if, if they were like, girl, none of this is good. Let's start from scratch. She would be like, no. She's like, no, put it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she is so kind of in control. Like, can yes. you imagine working at that PR company? They must be like, motherfucker. Yes. That's like literally turning, trying to turn shit into gold. Oh, yeah. You know, they're panicking. And you know, it's like <laughs> one girl in there. Um, you know, just who's like, I don't, all right, my hands are tied. I'll put it up. <laughs> um, so it's still authentically Britney, but that's why I'm like, I've tried to reach out, but I know she's probably not, she probably didn't even have her own password. Like everything Literally. is controlled. Do you think her dad is a good influence or a bad influence? I can't decide. I can't either. I think that, here's the thing. I think when she had that meltdown, with right? The, with a shaved head with, with the umbrella. Right, with the shaved head. And then after that, she was date, um, her manager, was it Sam Lufty? Girl, you are going yeah. to the archives. Yes. yes. So he was the one who got her on all the drugs. That was like a tipping point. He basically like controlled her, manipulated her. There's a lot of brainwashing. I think the Illuminati. Wait, wait. do you real? Wait, yeah. <laughs> I know you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's I, sending a signal. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you really think that like Sam Lefty, do you think that he just enabled her or do you think that he actually got her like hooked in this world to control her uh, no I think he got her hooked and that's why her parents got the conservatorship right and it all went downhill and then you know am I getting my timelines crossed did she start dating K-Fed after or before I can't remember you know what I, this is what I know so um, I have been such a fan of Britney Spears like when I so I'm 36 I'm a little older so like she was like we were like right at the same age she was yes. maybe a little older than me so I remember going to the gym in college being like listening to Slay For You on repeat like a psycho yeah. and being like I will look like Britney Spears like I was obsessed like Autumn Goodbye is my most favorite yes like, uh, like off the beaten path track that Britney ever did only true fans know Autumn Goodbye yes and I just like she was so aspirational and then I don't even remember it's like I blocked it like like it was like a bad memory I don't even remember when it, when, when, when it went off the rails I really think it was K-Fed though he was yeah. the beginning and I remember I bought tickets to her concert and I also bought a Britney Spears it was a decoupage like basically like rip outs of like tabloid pictures of Britney 
it was decoupage into this like disgusting gross purse it was right. like so janky and I bought it for the Britney Spears concert I was so ready to go and so excited and she canceled because she had uh. knee surgery but it was K-Fed yeah it was so they were, they were doing meth in the bathroom together he was the beginning of the end yes and remember that the, when they did that um, the reality show that they filmed themselves yes but that's when nobody could get control over her and look if I was in her position, I would probably break out and date a bad boy too. You've been you've been under somebody's control, whether it's your parents, Disney, whoever you know, the man upstairs is kind of situation, right? Who's controlling the puppet strings since she was about like fourteen? True. So then she's like, I've always been the public eye. She wanted to rebel a bit, but I definitely think there was a situation where either after KFED or really before, she's just she's mentally stunted in a way that I think she missed so much of her childhood. You know what she reminds me of? <clears throat> Michael Jackson. 100%. A thousand percent, yes. right? Like, I actually believe that Michael didn't sexually abuse kids because yeah. I think that he wasn't even sexual. I think he I was agree. stuck at 10 and he was having slumber parties inappropriate for an adult man, but like doing things that normal kids at the same age do, he just happened to be a grown-ass man. Right, and because he missed out on so much of his childhood. Which is wrong, but I think that yeah. he was stunted and I feel like Britney is like right in the same boat, girl. I agree, and you know what? It's so frustrating to see her, but I, and if you go and look at some of these interviews that she's done like before KFED, she's actually so smart and so witty and I can't even believe it I know it's so far removed I'll send you some and then I think she just dumbed herself down and now I think she's on a cocktail of pills where she is so anxious like I think they've literally suppressed her because she's so anxious and like you see her in interviews on like Jimmy Fallon or James Corden and she's like it's like an outer body for her she's so uncomfortable in her skin now and I really think and I've said it from the beginning she just wants to go back to Louisiana teach cheer sport like (laughs) relax she you know she always talks about having another kid yes she just wants to be a mom, and as she should be. She's had the career since she was 14. Let her be a mom. So her dad, like, having her at the Vegas residency, it's not It's not like he, because he always says she's her happiest when she's performing. She's also making fucking bank when she's performing, right. dude. Right. So is that, like, the real reason that she's performing is because it makes her happy? I mean, have you ever heard the voice tracks that, like, the audio of her actual real voice while she's singing on stage that they record. I don't know why anybody would record it. They should never record it. But she's singing with, like, a voice track. But it's and actually the recording of her without the voice track. And she's, like, breathing. And she's, yeah. like, so off-key. And she's bad. Well, and the thing is, her register is, like vocally is so much deeper. She's like me, like we're literally down here. Uh-huh. And they tried to make her super poppy. Adam, goodbye. It's yeah. a very yes. baby bubblegummy. And that's not her real voice. So I'm sure that this stuff has been auto-tuned for so many years. Like when she really Before sings. we even knew auto-tune existed. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I think she just wants to live authentically. And unfortunately, she has so many people on the payroll. And I've said this for a long time. Yep. I can't really say whether or not her dad's a bad or good guy I think at the end of the day he's a father and he's like I gotta control all these things because I don't want other people taking control of her for her well-being or because of the money no I think for her well-being Mm because I think at the end of the day they're all really simple they could all go back to Louisiana and just live a simple life but now she has to pay for everyone else true and so when we saw Britney at the VMAs at Give Me More doing Give Me More that was the saddest day of my life because she was you know what she was bloated because she was on all the all the uppers and downers you know when you're on a mood stabilizer and you know you take two Xanax you just want to go eat a cheeseburger and like lay lay in the house so she was like dead behind the eyes and I feel like we have the same exact Britney today dead behind the eyes I think she's really in shape but dead behind the eyes yeah (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> also, can we just get the girl hair and makeup? I mean, if that that alone would make such a big difference. But see, that's a control thing. So I've had so many people send me messages, and I have to be so careful about what I say because I don't want to blow up anyone's spot. But they're like, she will not sit in a hair and makeup chair for more than 10 or 15 minutes. That's why the hair's a mess. That's why she does her own ponytail. <gasps> that's why the spray tan's a mess because she doesn't want anyone touching her. Again, outer body, I think she's like... Like literally seeing herself getting hair and makeup and is like, I, I just get off me. I don't want to be touched. Okay, so like I was talking earlier today, but so I feel like who's the next blank nine one one for you? I mean, obviously Lindsay Lohan is is is, yeah. is, 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 Lind- is always right there. Yeah, like- Lindsay's about to spiral. You know, somebody just sent me a message today and said we need to keep an eye on Tara Reid. You know, <gasps> she got mellow for a while, so I need to check up on her. Do I actually? The last time I interviewed her, she was allegedly, in my opinion, on drugs. She and okay. yes, allegedly, in my opinion, on drugs. And I almost brought it up but I thought that is just so fucking cruel to kick someone when they're down Yeah, and then she immediately after I interviewed her went on Jenny McCarthy's show because this is when I was serious and Jenny and she walked out of Jenny's show so unlike me Jenny decided to go for the jugular right, right. and but I just felt like it was like she was it was it was almost too real I couldn't even bring it up like I'm like let's just get through this interview girl me and you like, right, like we'll right, do this right. together because she was not well and listen I've taken my opinion I've taken like you know two Adderalls and like really lived my truth before in public <laughs> Hey, girly, 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 just a real quick break to talk about one of our fabulous sponsors, Lola. Loving myself some Lola. Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners, and they now offer sex products too. Okay, so I love Lola because it's like, yeah, females help them with the female problems. You know what I'm saying? I shouldn't call them problems. They're really gifts, right? Gifts of pleasure, gifts of life, or the gift of not wanting to have the life yet. Lola's got you covered in your private regions is basically what I'm trying to say. And they do it oh so good. First things first, they're organic, okay? And I mean, you see how picky I am about my shoes? And they only go on my feet. Their period products are made with organic cotton. And also, their sex products, yes, like I'm talking condoms, personal lubricant. I'm also talking about cleansing wipes. You know what I'm saying. Don't make me explain it. But they're also made with organic ingredients to make sure that, you know, we're sensitive to our little best friend down below. Here's another thing I love about Lola. So it's a subscription, right? So it comes every single month. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're acting all cray cray and you're like, what's wrong with me? Why do I hate all my friends, my family, my significant other? Everyone leave me alone. And then you get your period and you're like, oh my God, I'm such a silly willy. Like I've been only getting my period for like, I don't know, the last 20 something years. And every single month I'm like, oh my God, you're here again. I forgot about you though I was acting insane. And then you're like, oh. Uh-oh, I don't have any tampons. Well, that doesn't happen with Lola because you're on a monthly cycle, like your period. So basically, it's all synced up, and then you can remember, oh, right, this is why I'm being crazy. And oh, thank goodness that I don't have to run out to the drugstore right now and get some tampons. I also love Lola because you can fully customize your mix of products, absorbency, number of boxes, frequency of delivery, and also their subscription is super flexible so you can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. Like, oh, I don't know, if you get preggers. Very important to not forget the sex part of Lola. So the Sex by Lola line is available. It's also available for subscription and you can add it to your period subscription so everything is like totally conveniently delivered at the same time. But now you can be judgment-free with Lola. So what are you waiting for? Visit mylola.com and get your customizable privately sent to you 
bucks o goodies and guess what i got a code for you so for 40 percent off all subscriptions visit again mylola.com and enter code t-o-t again if you want to join and why wouldn't you go right now to mylola.com and for 40 percent off all subscriptions visit mylola.com and enter my promo code T-O-T when you subscribe. But I'm like a, Justin Bieber. Yeah. He should be on. He's a 911. Yes. You see that video of him shaking? I'm keeping an eye on him too. And he also looks like such a hillbilly. Uh, again, again, you know what? Uh, it's these kids who got, who got too famous too quick. And I think they're, I think eventually they're just going to crack. I know. They need to have that bad boy moment. I mean, he had his bad boy moment a couple years ago, you know, and he was like getting DUIs in Miami in a Lamborghini. Yep. And then now. And throwing eggs at his neighbor's house. Right. <laughs> Beverly Hills. Because he wanted to feel like a kid. Right. And then uh, he married Haley Baldwin and they're like really into church, which I love. But I think he is. Do they serve meth at that church? Because he's tweaking hard. Everyone is tweaking. Also, what doctors do y'all go to to get all these prescriptions? My doctors literally grills me. Like waterboards me. <laughs> oh, girl, you you just got to go to a doctor in New York City. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I call true. my psychiatrist my drug dealer. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> Luckily, I don't want to take all the tweaky drugs. I just want right. to go to sleep at night. Was Tara on um, uppers or downers? I'm going to, allegedly, well, allegedly, in my opinion. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, your opinion. Yeah. Allegedly, in my opinion, um, it was probably uppers. Yeah, yeah. Probably cocaine, in my opinion, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Great, 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 great. Like, maybe, in my opinion, I might have seen it in her nostril. Right. In my opinion, opinion. In allegedly. My opinion. Right, 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 right. Of my eyes alleged. Right. <laughs> here's the thing I'm just so bad on drugs like real talk like uh, yeah I did coke a couple times in college but literally I just have such a bad hangover like I've, I don't have a Pedialyte no. before I go to bed I shut down so I just can't function I can't function in public on the drugs no I mean I I suck at drugs drugs right. have the opposite effect everyone has so much fun and I'm like singing in a corner crying when everybody's supposed to be like rubbing each other and making out yes 100% Doesn't work for me. me too <laughs> me too and all my friends want to like go to Peru and do a ayahuasca and I'm like no worst worst nightmare <laughs> my body will flip inside out my skin will yes. be on the, the inside of my body will be on the outside yes that's how bad it will go now I'm glad that these like weed pins made a comeback and like you know I can like vape and like you know, have a moment and relax. I can't even smoke with the weed, which is so sad. So I just like, I just booze it up, girl. Right, right, right. Speaking of which, I know you love apple spritzes. I was going to bring them to you today. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's it's early. (laughs) I know. I thought maybe she has something afterwards. But girl, I love myself an apple spritz. They're so refreshing and crisp. They sent you a lot of stuff recently. Yes. (laughs) Wait, was like, so was like that the most, I wanted to ask you, when was the most famous moment of your life thus far? My most famous moment. Because I thought maybe it would be the Aperol Spritz. Because that was big deal. They send you a lot of, a lot of no, shit. No, well, he, it, when they give me a campaign, that will be the most famous moment of What's my life. A ca- what, 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 would, what would be like a campaign? What would it look like? Well, here's the thing. On I, your vision board. <laughs> on my vision board, um, I really want to get married in Italy next year. Okay. And so I really want them to sponsor the wedding the, to the Italian stallion in Italy, in Tuscany. <laughs> and honestly, I think that's a good campaign. So I basically started harassing them. I think it's a great campaign. Yeah, like... Like, like, and you know, okay, so you know, in like very traditional weddings, when you do the, um, you know, where you combine the sands, you know, and, and the groom and the bride pour the sands, the colorful sands into the jar, and it's like, look, we're combining our love and our family or whatever. I just want to make a spritz. <laughs> like, that's on brand for Jeff and I. 
<laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, and I'm like, sure, let's just get that wedding paid for. Aperol pay for it. Every, and Why not? I, the theme will be Aperol orange. Ooh. Like, I'll have my bridesmaids wear that color. I'm Ooh, already yeah. working with my girlfriend to do it, and I'm not technically engaged yet, but like I am like verbally engaged. <laughs> Wait, let's yeah. talk about verbal engagement because my yeah. girlfriend and I are also, so I went to my sister's fucking Disney wedding, and her, like, what? no, like she's a fairy tale princess, and okay. at first I was being such a snarky asshole. She's my baby sister. I'm the big sister, so right. it's my job to be nice to her. That's right. like my number one job. Right. And right. so I, Tell you know. Tell that to my sister. <laughs> I will have a talk yeah. with her. So, um, and her name is Paige and she's just always been a Disney princess. Like my, like my dad's speech was like, I remember Paige is so innocent. Like we had to like make her stop watching Disney when she was in college. Wow. Like she was like in it. Although I yeah. will say, caveat, I interviewed Selena Gomez's mom, um, uh-huh. Mandy Tifi. And Mandy actually, I got to know her when I worked at Sears because she was a listener when I worked on Cosmo Radio. And I interviewed her about, you know, um, we were talking about her show. Oh, she did uh, 13 Reasons Why. Right. Um, and we were talking about just this idea of watching Disney. Oh, I was saying how I was obsessed with Selena and it was creepy because I was a 20-year-old and like right. what 20-year-olds watch it. And she said, no, your generation actually, like um, a lot of older kids watch Disney because they were trying to like recapture this innocence. Yeah. Yes. Which is so sad. So not, my sister's not stunted. She's just trying to recapture the in- innocence. And I, I respect that. But like I was never the kid. I never watched cartoons. Like Mr. Rogers was the most innocent thing I watched. My mm-hmm. mom would like come home and I'd literally be trying to watch Ricky Lake and Sally Jesse Raphael. Like I've <laughs> always lived for the drama. So my mom was like, Heather, you just did not relate to Beauty and the Beast. You're like, I need to see what's happening on Ricky Lake. Mom, turn it on. <laughs> I always like things like based in reality and truth. So I've been living my truth since I was a babe. (laughs) I'm so impressed. Yeah. So my sister had this wedding where it was like, I like at first I was like, oh God, I have to write a, oh God, I have to write a speech. It's like nice. And like about like Disney. And then as I was really getting into it and writing it, I was like, she's innocent. Right. It's amazing. And her life is a fairy tale. So I came out of the wedding, like drinking the motherfucking Kool-Aid. Yeah. And so I was like, I love love and I'm not going to be negative anymore. And I love life and I'm happy again. I'm going (laughs) to propose to my girlfriend. Uh Uh-huh. And now ever since, I'm every fucking picture I post of me and my girlfriend Taylor on Instagram, everyone's like, oh my God, I thought it was an engagement picture. And I'm like, oh my God, verbal engagement. Okay, let me tell so you I what I feel like you're Italian that. stallion. I'm, I'm the man yeah. one here. Let me tell you about that life. So, Jeff and I <laughs> met when we were in our early 20s and we have been together seven years, like hardcore. Hardcore. We, we have not broken up. Nope. We have not been on the rocks. It has been like, this is my boo thing. <laughs> so, anyway, so he's, we just had a very mature relationship. Like he has been working his ass off in New York and I said babe I gotta go to LA and do my thing we were long distance for two no three years when I was in LA and we'd fly back and forth and just make it work Uh then I lost my dad Jeff flew down to Texas while my dad was dying in a hospital and asked my dad for my hand in marriage so we are like he asked my dad like it's done people don't get that though they're right. always like what is he doing I don't get it and I know it comes from a place of love because they really love seeing us together of course because Jeff's a riot like if you can't get along with Jeff that's on you right but I try and tell people I'm like right after my dad passed everyone was like you should get engaged you should get engaged I'm like no 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 I specifically asked Jeff I was like I can't handle that I need time to grieve and like figure my shit out of course and then he started like this grad school program thing for um, he does uh, consulting with like real estate development so he had to do this thing for 18 months and was literally working his ass off so I was like let's get through that pay off grad school pay off this yeah I gotta be in Atlanta and help my mom and then we'll do it but now he's booking jobs so he's making coin (laughs) (laughs) so we're so I'm moving back to New York and I was like well I was gonna move in October and then I was like honey we're traveling so much for the holidays it's so stupid to put all this money down for an apartment let's do it in the new year and I was like and also like I kind of want to ring before I get an apartment you know 
Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's but happening. so it's happening. Yeah, so we pl- we literally sit around and like plan our wedding, and it's just literally I've gone to the jeweler and I'd be like, I want this, 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 and then like whatever he comes in with, like the, uh, I can fit all budgets. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want to do? What? Tell me if you think this is fucked up or not. What? Because I know you'll give it to me straight. So I have the, the most gorgeous ring from when I was married to uh-huh. my to, to husband. That's uh-huh. what I call him. Um, when I was a rich person, and it's so gorgeous, and like I didn't realize this, but diamonds lose value like a fucking brand new car. The second you drive it off the lot, it's yeah. like it just like you like like a, a quarter. Of, of its worth yep. down the drain so I'm like I was gonna sell the ring and then use it to buy two lesbian rings um, but then I and, and lesbian engagement rings are different than regular engagement okay. rings did you know that I didn't know that <laughs> they're not I'm just kidding so basically um, I was gonna do that but then I thought but we're gonna we're, it's gonna be so small so why don't I just use all that money like, like why don't I just save the ring reset right. it and then get her like a honker there you go. What do you think about that? The re-wearing, resetting my engagement ring. Do you think mm. that's bad juju? Oh, what, you're a Pisces. Pisces. I'm a Pisces. Pisces. I think sometimes we got to burn things and let it go. No. No, no screw it. <laughs> no, you can't burn a diamond. No, no. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, hell no. As long as you're like, listen, we, we ended up on the good end of this deal. Yes. Screw it. I don't care. I don't care if it's a blood diamond. No, I actually do care. But like, I'm like, I don't care. What people don't know won't kill them. You know? <laughs> exactly. So I fucking tell everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because oh, no. <laughs> I feel guilty. Exactly. Or something. You oh. know, I've even said, you know, God, I'm from the South. All my girlfriends have the most insane rings and Jeff's Italian trust me all my jewelry is from his like family jeweler I mean it is like gaudy the shit that they have his whole family and I've said like I mean can I do something other than a diamond and then my southern friends are like absolutely not you gotta have a diamond then my friends from New York and LA are like do whatever whatever you want but the thing is can you have and Jeff has really nice expensive taste but I'm like Okay, if you get a giant ring, you can't wear it around New York. No, you gotta flip it over on the subway because I like taking the subway. Right. You know? I do. I'm, I mean, I'm a scrappy chick and it's like, I'm a comedian. I can't go to clubs with like my four carat ring and I'm like, you know, anybody's gonna take me seriously. It doesn't work that way. Uh-uh, it doesn't. So I really want diamond hoops, but Jeff's like, I could get you those for Christmas. I'm like, no, 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 babe. I want the J-Lo, the giant like six carat diamond hoops. i take that over a ring any day. I already wear my parents' wedding band that right. they got before they had a pot to piss in. So uh-huh. like that's sentimental to me I'm like I, just give me diamond hoops I'll wear them every day girl I like you I like your vibe you're just like Thanks. living your you really are I know we're, we're joking you're living yep. your truth but you're fucking living your truth you just bar, you you beat you march to the beat of your own drum I appreciate it. I don't give a fuck Wait. in a good way yeah. <laughs> well I realize like what age what age did that happen for you oh like six <laughs> it was out of your control <laughs> no literally it was out of my control because I have always been one of those people I always just laugh at myself Yep. I've never taken myself seriously. I was just, and some other people will be like, Heather's just a joyful person. And I think that's, that is so kind that people say that. But even in like the darkest times, I've always just like, I get through shit through laughter and humor. And if it's self-deprecating, yep. if I can make fun of myself and it makes somebody else feel good, then I've done my job. So you know? be it. And I, you have to laugh. Life is too fucking hard yep. for us to walk around pissed off, offended all the time. Trying right? to be perfect. Yeah. Like screw it. Don't do it to yourself. I mean, look, I take off my jeans every day and it looks Looks like I have a cesarean scar because a zipper is like just like just <laughs> tucking in Same. to my lower abdomen. Same. But you know what? I'm like, whatever. I, Jeff still likes to get freaky. We're good. <laughs> I could talk to you literally for the rest of my life. And I feel like this is the beginning of talking to each other a lot. Yes. I hope so. You are a fucking dream. I You're adore dream. you. Thank you for coming in Thanks on this lovely me. episode of Taste of Taylor. You guys make sure to follow Heather on her gram. Her gram is just delicious. <laughs> it's better. It's like it's as good as Bravo. Did I just say that? I did. I did. Oh, yes. You're like honey. TV. 
you know, and that's the thing. People are like, I tune into you every day. I watch you all day. I'm like, fuck, I've got to start getting paid for this because I've been giving people free reality for like the last two years. (laughs) And uh, follow her at Heather K. McMahon. Yes. Um, And I mean, yeah, girl, it's just it. It's just begun. I'm so excited to watch your career. Hey, it's thanks fucking for having awesome. me. This Thank is awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, that's it for us, guys. Uh, make sure to tune in to Taste of Taylor every single Wednesday, new episode. Uh, Heather, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is great. You guys, uh, I'll see you next Wednesday. Taste of Taylor. Tell your friends. Share it with everybody. Let's make me famous. Bye, guys. Did you enjoy this taste of me? Want more? Then go to taylorstrecker.com and sign up for my daily talk radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show, and listen live or on demand. Visit taylorstrucker.com to subscribe now.